As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, this is Bitch Slop. I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jadikin. And this is season two, episode four. Firepower. Firepower. <laughs> what could it mean? It means that Allison has woken up on the couch next to a bottle of vodka she's gonna get fired (laughs) (laughs) she's on fire right now yeah so this is where she had her middle of the night vodka that ended the last episode right she wakes up with an empty bottle yeah polished it off and she fell asleep on the couch Mm, not good she wakes up looking guilty as hell and she Crawls back into bed with Billy. Oh, wait. First, she throws the bottle in the trash. Yeah. You got to clean up the mess. And she kind of looks around like, is anyone going to notice this? Is there any other bottles? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she doesn't want Billy to wake up and see her. Not there. Throwing this empty. Oh, right, right, right. Throwing this empty vodka bottle away. So she crawls back into bed with Billy. He wakes up and rolls over to hug her. (laughs) And she says, Billy, not now. Not now, Billy. She must say that a lot, right? (laughs) Billy always wants to do it in the morning. Just always. No matter what's happening. He always wants to fuck first thing in the morning. I mean, that is something we kind of didn't mention last week. I'm sorry, last episode. He literally, she just almost got raped and he got in the shower with her. It's just kind of like, seriously, that's on your mind. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's his dick ain't stopping. No, he doesn't want to give her any space he after that attack. <laughs> he he's like, get it. back on the horse. <laughs> um, but she doesn't want to fuck. She's got a meeting at nine and a very busy day at work. And Billy's like, Allison, I think you're trying to distract yourself with work. That's not the worst of it, Billy. That's not even. <laughs> that's not even the worst of it. And she's like, Billy, I just want to get over this and forget about it. Yeah. She's in denial, baby. She still hasn't gotten a therapist yet. No way. What is she, Jake? Yeah. (laughs) She's being stubborn as hell. Speaking of Jake, at Jake's Bikes, Jake made a bad business decision. He spent money he didn't have on some bikes at an auction because he just had to have these guys. Well, he thought he had the money, not right. realizing that Joe had, that money was for uh, their taxes. It was and for, she already sent the check. She already sent the check to the, for their quarterly taxes. And 
Of course, they get into a little argument about it. I don't want any more fucking fights between Joe and Jake about money. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of I it. I don't care. <laughs> this is not Melrose Susie Orman. <laughs> <laughs> They're always fighting about money. And it's not even interesting no. money fights. No. It's like maybe if you guys were like millionaires and it was like evil dynasty money fights or something. But this, no. No, it's like. Their fights are always amount to like a breakdown in communication or somebody's pride got hurt. Right. And it's like at this point, I am like, Jake was right. He sh- Joe, he should have never taken Joe's money because she's kind of a bitch about it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it was a bad call. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Ultimately, because he does feel indebted to her now and like he's responsible for like she isn't really acting like. She just made an investment. She's also acting like she's co-business owner. I think the problem isn't that Jake feels obligated because I get that feeling. It's that she actually does like use it against him sometimes, Mm -hmm. which is really the issue. So he can't return these bikes. And he's like, I'm just going to have to find someone to buy these. And Joe's like, well, I got to go over to D&D for a casting session. They're still working on this beer campaign. Yeah. Because I guess Jake said no to modeling. So they have to call every guy in Los Angeles in. Who's got muscles. Fits the bill. Right. At D&D, we see all these male models lined up for their casting session to like show us their portfolio. And this is how old the show is. Joe describes them as a bunch of Mickey Rourke wannabes. Mm. No, no one's casting Mickey Rourke for his looks now. That's not <laughs> happening. But back then, this he is, was hot. This is 1993, so that works. And Allison, of course, is very flustered. And Joe tells her to switch to decaf. That's not the problem. That's not the problem, <laughs> Joe. She just told you the problem. She told yeah. you the problem last episode. You know Allison's having trouble trouble at work because she always has a bunch of files that are disorganized in her hands. Yeah. Look at this desk. Yeah. Allison, it's a mess. Amanda comes over or Amanda's in her office going through all these black and white photos of guys. And she's like, they're all handsome and rugged, but they're not Jake. (laughs) Allison comes in and she's really pleased with herself because she booked Randall Marks for Friday and Randall Marks is like the best lighting designer in town. Yeah. He's like legendary. The legendary Randall Marks. The legendary Randall Marks. And she's really proud of herself and she's really proud she's going to bring this information to Amanda because Amanda's like he's he's booked for months. How did you do this? Yeah, Allison really thinks she has a win here. And it's not. It's the opposite. Because Amanda's like, Allison, we haven't even cast this yet. We can't do Friday. Mm, it's too soon. And then she's like, did you book the studio too? And she's like, yeah, I booked the studio. And she's like, Allison. I'll do it. I'll, I'll take care of it. Yeah. She, Amanda doesn't trust Allison to cancel this studio time no. or this appointment with Randall Mark. She has to smooth things over. Right. And only the way she can. She's fucking pissed, though. At Shooter's... Joe is bitching to Jane about Jake. And Jane is very distracted. She only wants to talk about her failing marriage. Yeah. She's like, why are you boring me with this same old financial stuff between you and Jake? 
I'm in the middle of a divorce. (laughs) Jane's like, Joe, my storyline's actually interesting. Yeah. Let's talk about what's going on with Michael. And she's just going through the motions of listening. She's like, I have to. Right. But I really don't care. I don't give a fuck. When do we get to my turn? And finally, Joe gives her her turn. And then she also relates it back to her own marriage. She's like, Jane, you have PMS, post-marriage syndrome. (laughs) Jane says that she's tired of being depressed. Yeah. And Joe suggests that she go out on a date. And Jane lets her know, well, there is one guy I'm kind of into, Sam. Now, we met Sam before. Yes. Sam is an old friend from Chicago, a mutual friend of both Michael and Jane's. And remember, Sam had tried to kiss Jane after they had dinner together. Yes. And played by her real-life husband. Played by Josie Bizet's real-life husband, Rob Estes, who will reappear in season five or six as a completely different character. <laughs> I was shocked that he showed up again. I, I forgot. I forgot he shows up again, too. It's crazy. Um, it would have still been wild if he was like a one-off character in one episode. But the fact that he's in multiple episodes yeah. as a different character is, is wild. Um, she lets Joe know that Sam actually came over the other night and brought wine. But she's hesitant about dating again. And Joe is like, dude, Michael isn't around anymore. Go for it. Yeah. Why are you so hesitant? You don't have to worry about Michael's feelings. No. Jane? Idiot. He's been stepping out on you for months. He's living with someone. He's living with her now. Mm. And he's hitting on your sister. (laughs) You don't know that yet. Furthermore. (laughs) So Jane goes to the construction site where Sam is working. He has a job in Los Angeles, like a construction job. He's a contractor, right? I think so. He does something like that. He's not like a construction worker. And Jane's wearing her favorite black satin mini dress to the construction site and immediately is met with whistling from all the guys. They're all catcalling her. She's getting catcalled and she's like smiling. She's like, still got it. Well, it's funny too, because it's like, don't they see that that's their boss's lady or whatever? (laughs) These guys don't give a fuck. They're ruthless. And they're like hooting and hollering. It's over the top. It's really over the top. You can hear them in the background while she's talking to Sam and she invites him over for wine. Yeah. That's such a Jane thing to do, to invite it, have a date and be like, would you like to come over for some wine? Especially the one he bought her. Yeah. I still have that bottle. She, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she hasn't drank it yet. At D&D, Allison and Amanda are heading into a meeting. And Amanda is like, Allison, this is the wrong file. Mm. This is supposed to be Famous Restaurants. I like the name Not- of this. Famous <laughs> Restaurant Group. Okay, which one? <laughs> which Which famous restaurant? And she chews Allison out and she's like, how about you sit this meeting out? Allison gets booted from the meeting. I'm trying. And she's like, Allison, you've been making all kinds of mistakes. And Allison is like begging Amanda. She's like, Amanda, please. And Amanda's right here. Yeah. Because without any information, she just seems... She sees Allison constantly fucking up and making millions of small mistakes. Right. 
So why would she invite her to a meeting where she's going to fuck up or embarrass Amanda? And she probably still smells like vodka. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's the other part. Amanda says to Allison, look, obviously something is going on and it's affecting your work. And she's like, I'm going to have to cut back on your responsibilities. Yeah. So um, Allison just got like semi-demoted, temporarily semi-demoted. Yeah. Basically. She's like relegated Allison back to the, to clerical work. She's like on probation. Yeah. She's kind of on probation. At Jake's Bikes, Jake is on the phone trying to sell these bikes back. And he's, this is a classic Jake moment because he made a mistake and he's getting more and more frustrated on the phone that someone doesn't, someone isn't giving him a break for his mistake. Right. And this conversation we hear way too much of. I do not care. It's so long. And he's like, what do you mean you can't buy him back? And clearly the guy is trying to get a deal. Yeah. Because he's like, what? Like, he's pissed about that. I was like, well, of course he's going to try to get a deal. He sees how desperate you are. Yeah. You're he doesn't tra- have to honor his previous bid in the auction. <laughs> There's no right. rule about that. Right. So Joe tries to help. And she's like, well, maybe if you go to a dealer. And he's pissed. He's like, I need you to stop payment on the check, Joe. And she's like, yeah. She brings up her investment. She's like, this isn't good for my investment. It's like, you're an idiot. You When you gave him that money, you should have considered it bye-bye. It's Jake. <laughs> Why were you ever expecting to see that money again? This is not, a, this is not an investment because it's like a business, which could easily fail, regardless of how great someone runs it. Like, Yeah, it's she's acting like she gave her money to a stockbroker and, right. and she's expecting to see a return. No, it's crazy. It's, it's Jake Hansen. He's... He's hot. like, he's really hot. He's a himbo. He's doing his best and he's very stubborn. But it's also just a business that really depends on the market, right? Are people buying these bikes? Well, clearly <laughs> he's not a good businessman because if he, in my opinion, as we talked about last episode, if he was a good businessman, he would have taken the modeling job and gotten some like promo for his business. Yeah. Or, and money and give Joe her 8,000 back and be like, bye. Here's your money. Yes. He would have been known, like people would have seen that that campaign and been like, oh, a hot guy owns Jake's bikes. Let's go there. Especially in LA. Yeah. He's so dumb because this this would easily be the most money he'll ever make in his life and the easiest money. Yeah. He'd be set for years. No, but Jake is all about the principle of the thing. But what's the principle? It's like, I don't even get what he's protesting. It's not cool. To be a model? Like, he's not explaining. He's not explaining. What does that mean? It's just not you. Because it's a, a job. He, he thinks, waited tables. He thinks that modeling is beneath him because it's shallow. That's what I think he thinks. But he has taken work to survive as far as like waiting tables. It's like, wasn't that embarrassing? That's not cool to like be a barista or whatever. Like, it's not like the most glamorous or... Do you know what I mean? Like he's taken jobs to survive. He has a complex about modeling. It's very weird. He has a total Jake complex. Also, you're not a model. You're doing this one gig. It literally landed in your lap. I'm not saying go out on auditions or go sees. Right. Go sees. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, hey, I saw Models Inc. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they argue. 
And Joe is like, just give me the money, Jake. Yeah. That's how they leave it. I don't Once think- again, them fighting about money, do not care. It's very boring. It makes me hate them as a couple. And it sucks because I do like them, but their arguments are so irritating. Because they're one note and it's the same thing over and over and over again. No new issues ever pop up. It's but- always related to this fucking bike shop. <laughs> 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 and their stubbornness. It's both of them being stubborn. Both of them need to see a therapist who's going to be the kind of therapist to like not um, co-sign their bullshit. Yes. The next morning, Allison asks Billy where the famous family restaurant file is. She's already a mess. Ugh. She's just, a, she's it's so a, hard to watch her do this. It's She's spiraling. And she's telling Billy how she's determined to straighten up and prove to Amanda that she can do this job. Well, speak of the devil, Amanda Woodward shows up and she's got more work for Allison to do before the meeting. Yeah. She's really pushing Allison to the limit here. And Billy's noticing this. He is. And so Allison leaves for work and Amanda stays behind because Amanda's got to like She's got to have some alone time with Billy. She's got, even though she's not interested in dating him anymore, she still has to like poke and prod at that. Oh, definitely. So she wants to like know what's going on. And she's like, hey, Billy. And he's like, Amanda, can you ease up on her? She's doing her best. And Amanda says, I know. And that's what worries me. <laughs> yeah. Nice one, Billy. You re- that did not work out how you wanted it to. You did set it. that up and it failed. It's got to suck to have your fucking boss live above you. Yeah. Just always popping in. How are those numbers? <laughs> or like, like your your boss sees you through the window watching TV and they're like, hmm, not uh, working. Guess you couldn't get to that file. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would suck. It would suck so bad. Sydney tells Jane she's going to go look for waitressing jobs. And she's wearing the hugest t-shirt ever. It's so I was big. like, is that Michael? Because it's like, that looks too big for even Michael. It's huge. And Jane is like, well, I, you know, are you going to be gone? Like, because Jane's trying to get Sydney out of the house because she's going to have her date with Sam. But she doesn't want to tell her. She doesn't want to tell her. But Sydney clocks it. She's like, you've got a date. I know this. You used to do this. Right, because Jane's like, go see a movie tonight. Here's $10. (laughs) Just get her out of the house. And Sydney is like, oh, you've got a date, Jane. And she's like, okay, fine. I invited Sam to dinner. And Sydney, Sydney tells Jane it's too soon. She's not even divorced yet. Sydney, Sydney doesn't even believe that. What is her game here? I think because she's, technically wants to punish Jane and not have let Jane have anything. Yeah. And she knows Jane, that kind of guilt would work on Jane, I think. Yeah, it totally would work on Jane. And she also wants Jane, if she's thinking about Michael's feelings, then maybe she'll ease up on Michael in the divorce settlement. Right. It's definitely not for Jane's benefit. We know that. It's never for <laughs> Jane's benefit. Let's take a quick break here, and we'll be right back. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. 
And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. At the hospital, Michael runs up to Kimberly and kisses her. He's horny again. And yeah, she's like, once again, kissing too much at work. It's are, crazy. Not even in a private place. And no. she's like, Michael, I am on rounds. And he puts her, he pulls her into a corner and starts kissing her neck. Yeah. This is not like I'm publicly showing a little bit of P, like PDA with my girlfriend. No. This is like I'm getting ready to tear your clothes off. You don't kiss someone's neck like that at work. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep thinking now about what you said last episode. Like people work too, like servers working at a restaurant if like if you just saw them start making out well the thing is they used to do it in the break room which was still inappropriate for work but at least they weren't being seen by patients yeah patients families how have they not been written up or fired for this behavior i just think i know we there's a lot of things in soap operas that would never play out in real life but this is like would never be acceptable Ever. You just can't do this. It's just so funny because it's so egregious. Numerous people have seen them. <laughs> it's just like crazy. And heard Michael talking about ripping her panties off. I just, can you imagine hearing this stuff at work? It's just so funny to me. I would pass me. out. It's just I would funny. pass out. Because it's always the biggest scandal too when you find out two people at work are fucking. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. even though it, even if they're not doing it at work, it's kind of like, whoa, like it's also just interesting that this wasn't part of the scandal of their relationship, that it wasn't like an ethical violation at work or whatever, or like a problem somehow. Even though both of them are on the same level, like no one of them is a subordinate, it still seems like there would have been some well rule. The only time they have anything like that on a soap opera is when it's a major storyline about yeah. harassment or yeah. workplace, you know, misconduct or something. Yeah. It's just funny that that also wasn't in the mix. No, nope. No, this, this is fine. At Wilshire Memorial, we're a horny hospital. We're, we're a horny hospital. <laughs> you check in, you get horny. <laughs> and we can't help what happens after that. We don't know what's going to happen. You could have Dr. Michael Mancini. <laughs> he, could be, he could be operating on you with a boner. And it has nothing to do with you. He's not harassing you. He's just horny. He's just horny because his girlfriend is in the next OR. And she's got a great ass. He's picturing her ass jiggling while she's cutting through <laughs> um over in a less horny territory matt is in his office and Ugh. he meets a new colleague 
And as soon as she walked in, I was like, oh, I remember this storyline. I was like, no. It's so, <laughs> this storyline, it drags on for so long and it is like so not compelling at all. And it's just putting Matt through the ringer for absolutely no reason. Like it puts him through the ringer. It's, it's boring and it doesn't give him anything interesting to do. No, it's, it's not just there purely to torture him. Right. But not in a good way. Not in a fun way. So Matt's in his office. He meets a new colleague. She's a intern named Katya Petrova. And she needs some help with some paperwork. And she's Russian. And she's Russian. Like, she's not just an the accent. name. She's no, like, she yeah. has an accent. She's like from Russia. And she's he's going to help her because it's Matt. She yeah. like heard she has the some long winded problem that none of us know what the fuck means, but she's trying to get a patient placed in some home. And Matt is the social worker at the hospital, I guess facilitates those things. Yeah. Already this storyline you can tell is boring because it's like, what the hell? No, we want fucking sucking <laughs> evil doings. Backstabbing at work. <laughs> Backstabbing. I don't want to deal with someone's social work issues. I'm sorry. No offense. It's not that show. No. Um, no, and it just drags on from there. For, oh, it gets worse and stupid. The, I hate it. The whole second season, Matt's storyline has to do with this woman. Yeah. And she's bad. not even evil. She's a perfectly lovely woman. Who has some problems that she, she needs help with. Yeah, but they're not even interesting. No, no. For a soap opera. They they just don't know what to do with him. It's so, it's so true. They really didn't know what to do with Matt. They couldn't give him good storylines. But yet they kept him, which is what's weird. Yeah. Like, not that I want him gone. No. But it's like, they cut Rhonda. Why did they keep Matt? I really need to know. I mean, yeah, it is wild. And I'm glad they kept Doug Savant because I think he's a good actor. Me too. But but it, it's just like weird show wise to keep someone on and then not to do anything with them. It's like work with him, guys. Yeah, work with him. Um. What happens? Okay. Billy. Billy goes for a walk with Amanda. Yeah. They're just on a walk all of a sudden. Everyone's loves walking through parks on this show. Yeah. And he wants to talk about Allison. And Amanda's like, look, Billy, I have been more than fair with Allison. She's had it. And it's true. Because I betcha Amanda knew that everyone was going to be keeping an eagle eye on her to making sure she was fair with Allison. So she probably really has gone above and beyond because she does want all those people to fucking like her. Mm -hmm. Like there was a part of her who wants that. So I know she's like on her best behavior in this situation. Yeah. For and she Amanda, continues. Yeah. This is her best behavior. And Billy is like, look, Amanda, you don't know the whole story. You don't know what happened with her and Keith. So he just straight up tells Amanda like Keith was the stalker. Keith attempted to rape her. And then Keith pulled her out of a meeting and shot himself on the phone. Yeah. And Amanda's like, <gasps> like she, every reveal, she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> she is genuinely shocked. Yeah. And then Billy's like, look, Allison blames herself for what happened. And she's like, oh, my God, Billy. And she's and he's like, I just I just need you to give her some space. And some time to recover. But here's the thing. That's really not Amanda's job <laughs> to do. Allison needs to request time and space for herself. Yes. I mean, 
Allison needs help. Yeah. She needs help. Like she shouldn't have to just bury this and work through it and be perfect. Whatever she went, no. she went through a series of traumas, but it's Amanda's not a mind reader. She's not a mind reader. Allison has been really cagey about her answers and she's sort of lied in the past uh, and been like her and Amanda have issues. Right. Right. So it's like, what's she doing? Why isn't she saying it? Right. Yeah. So Amanda basically tells Billy, she's like, well, I'll try. Yeah. Jane has a candlelight dinner at her apartment with Sam and they're having a really nice time. Jane feels like she's having dinner with an adult for the first time. You can tell she's yes. like, you can tell she's like, this is an adult date. Right. Cause she's 23. <laughs> she is an adult woman now. This is not Michael. Yeah. And yeah, she's taking it seriously. And she says, she's like, wow, this is the first time anyone's ever listened to me before. Sad, really sad. And they make a little toast to making good memories. He's like, just forget about Michael. This whole thing is so not hot. It's so just there's like no chemistry between them. His hair looks like he dyed it. I would respect Jane more if she was just a hussy in the scene. I would respect Jane if she was like, look, I just I'm just ending a marriage. I just want to fuck. Yeah. And you don't even live here. You're in town for work. Let's fuck in my marital bed. That's hot. Le- you know, we'll sleep in the wet spot. <laughs> Get back at Michael. If if yeah, if she if she had said to Sam, "I just want meaningless sex with you. Let's be honest, we've always found each other hot. Now's our chance to do it." She should show up to at the hospital with Sam and just make out in the aisles too. Cause everyone already does that <laughs> yeah. at Wilsh. That's acceptable at Wilshire yeah. Memorial. And to have Michael see her and see how he likes it. Yeah. See, no one's giving Jane good advice. No, I mean, Joe, she needs some Joe, petty. Joe kind of did. Joe was like, go on a date, but to Jane go on a date means maybe this will turn into a relationship. Have a conversation, get to know each other. Yeah. It's like, no, no, we don't have time for this. He's only in town for two days. Yeah. <laughs> At Jake's Bikes, Amanda shows up and she shows him, she's trying to like lure him into this modeling job still. And I'm still like, get the money, you idiot. He's had so many opportunities. It's crazy. Like they, anyone else would have cast this already. I mean, I get what she, she wants Jake, but she would have found someone else that was perfectly fine. And Jake esque. <laughs> like there's a lot of hot guys in LA. Like, yeah. come on. So she shows him this ad and she's like, this is the kind of ad I want to do. She's like trying to convince him like it's not going to be some fluffy, snooty. Right. It's a real guy. Like this historical ad. Yeah. It's just a real guy. And she's like, we paid this guy $10,000. Yeah. And like, that's the kind of money you could get for this doing this ad. And she has this whole concept for the bike shop. She's like, real people living real lives. And Jake still is like, no, it's not me. Not a real person. I'm just not. And I'm not living a real life. <laughs> All I want to do is slam telephones down and argue with my girlfriend about financial matters. Yeah. That's, that's all I care that's about. That's real. That's me. Mm-mm. And sometimes cry about my mom. <laughs> I know. It's really sad. So Amanda is like, there's no other Jake. And 
she's like, do you want to go out for a beer? I'll buy. And he agrees. Because she's still going to try and work him a little bit. But it's like, why are you even agreeing? Your, your girlfriend's already told you to stay away from Amanda. Right? Like, yeah, I'm not saying he should listen to Joe, but you know, your girlfriend's already sort of uptight about this situation. If you know you're not going to do it, what are you doing? It's so crazy. Um, so Jake agrees to go get a beer with Amanda for whatever reason. And as she, she turns around, she grabs her purse, she swings it over her shoulder. And as she swings her purse over her shoulder, the purse knocks over it's a blowtorch a blowtorch that's just on oh yeah why is it burning it was a blowtorch it was why was it on there was a flame on it i think what happened is jake was in the middle of blowtorching something amanda came in and he just put it on the the table didn't even turn it off so the the blue flame was still kind of lightly going which is enough to start a fire i mean it doesn't have to be big yeah, and she like picked her purse up and just knocked the thing over without noticing. And it got knocked over onto an oily rag. Yes. <laughs> We're in a bike shop. It got knocked, bikes. It got knocked over under the worst thing possible. Um right as they're leaving. I mean, yeah. she didn't even feel that knock over. It was I mean, that's a it's a big thing. It's this a, is not a light thing that she knocked over. No, it's like a big old blowtorch canister. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, almost like a fire extinguisher size. Yeah. It's big. That was the word I was looking for. It's like that size. Um, and it's metal. So it's it, wild that it didn't make a sound. And they just waltz on out of there, lock up and go to shooters or wherever the fuck they're going. We have no idea where Jake's bikes is. It looks like it's in Topanga Canyon. Yeah. It looks kind of in a rural area. <laughs> it looks so <laughs> rural. Where the fuck is this? I have this? no idea. Because there's no street traffic. It's not next to other stores. This is, that is a really good question. Where the fuck is Jake's bikes? <laughs> we don't, I like to think that they never thought two dumb bitches would be asking these <laughs> questions. So like no one cares where Jake's bike is. No one cares about how long it takes to get to Malibu. We do. It we looks do. like it's in an old West town. It is, there is nothing around for miles. No. It, it's like a desert oasis. No, it's crazy. This is a bad, bad, bad business decision all mm, around. Absolutely. I think it's for the better that Jake's bikes burnt down. I was thrilled. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm happy. So, yeah, the camera zooms in on this oily rag getting lit up by this blowtorch. It's a commercial break. <laughs> like Not, in the in the yeah, in the series on the show. On TV it would be a commercial break. You know what Brendan said when this happened? He went, "Oh no." <laughs> but like sincerely, right? Cuz it is oh no. <laughs> Since, but when you know what happens, you're like, "Oh, thank God." I don't, I don't want this Jake's <laughs> bike story anymore. So stupid. So Jane and Sam, meanwhile, they're kissing on the couch and Jane stops before things get too hot and heavy. She she doesn't want any fire happening in her place. (laughs) She's keeping that pussy on the DL. She doesn't want it fired up. No. And she's like, Sam, it's too soon. Uh, This storyline is so boring. It's just like, do something, Jane. Do something. Do something. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what are you waiting for? And of course, he's like, take your time. Ugh. Like, we have all the time in the world. It's Ugh. like, you're not going to be a couple. Just fuck. <laughs> Do you Seriously. Know what I mean? It's like, this is not happening. This is not going anywhere. Um, 
We know that because this guy disappears and reappears as a new yeah, character. You're not even going to last that mo- much longer as Sam. You're going to be someone new. You're going to be Kyle. Get in, get in there. Get, get in there he's, before. He's going to be Kyle and he's going to be married to Lisa Rinna. So this is your literal last chance to get in there. Get, <laughs> get, get that in dick there. wet. Um, she's like, I need to know. That my attraction has nothing to do with getting back at Michael. That's the best attraction. <laughs> That's why it would have been hot sex because you're purely doing it to get back at Michael. You're going to do things you never would have done with Michael and that you've never done before just to prove a point. And it's because like, he called you a chat. He basically was like, you're not hot enough for me. I need Kimberly. Right. So you, this is your chance to prove him wrong. Yeah. She can't though. And to prove that you're just as uh, much of a scumbag as he is. Even though this wouldn't make her scummy, this would be to- this is totally reasonable for her to do, but it was like at least be a little dangerous. Well, cuz it's like at least you're going to fuck his friend. Mm. That's the, the ultimate revenge. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to fuck his friend. That's the ultimate that's the only thing you have sometimes if a guy cheats on you is to go fuck his friend. And it's the only thing that will hurt him. Right. Cuz it's not what she's doing is not like a morally wrong thing, like what he did with cheating on her and re- breaking up their marriage. No, but it still would give her a little bit of a satisfaction. And it's like, in a way, it's more the friend's bad thing. Yeah, like he shouldn't do it <laughs> more than she shouldn't do it. It's just so funny to me. Um, she, <laughs> yeah, and he's just like okay, because she's like, I need time. He's like, fine. I mean, okay. not that I think he should have pressed her no on it, but no, it's just no. like it's just kind of like okay these two are, it's both i'm, I'm done with these two <laughs> right nothing interesting is happening here bye back to the fire fuck these guys <laughs> yeah the very next scene is joe pulling up on her motorcycle who knows if she still hasn't gotten her license yet here's the thing they're always joe's always just popping by so yeah. the bike shop has to be close to melrose place right why is there a dirt road she outside? goes there why is it like a dirt road outside <laughs> she goes there like four times a day though i know <laughs> she's always just popping over but where is this no idea i've no never idea. in my life unless you're in like like i said topanga canyon or like santa clarita this is not in the city. No, it's like in Palmdale. <laughs> Here's what I need. I need a map, one of those maps that you buy. Like Game where it's of Thrones? all the places where Melrose Place is, like yes. K Beacons. Wait D&D. a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's a great idea for uh, we should make that map. How? Uh we just draw it. But we how will we know where Jake's place is? Do <laughs> we have to research? Well, I think we're gonna have to use our like brains. just deduction yeah our okay. brains well that doesn't sound promising <laughs> <laughs> i think we should make our own melrose place map based on where we think everything is okay. obviously there's the obvious ones like we know where melrose place is even and though shooters it, right we and don't, D&D. Well, yes, we know the address to D&D now because somebody pointed out it was in uh, miracle mile right yeah, i know that building now yes and then Everything else we can make deductions and then we can see, we can point on the map and be like, see how insane this is that these people just drive to the beach all the time? Right. Because because the map won't even show the true uh, horror of it all, which is the traffic. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe it seems like 20 minutes if there's no traffic. That's not that bad. Right. But it's always an hour or more. Or more. Yeah. Um, especially these people driving to and from the beach at all hours of the day. Oh, yeah. You got to time it. Like after they're like, you want to go to the beach after work <laughs> from Hollywood? No, it's crazy. 5 p.m.? No, it would be funny to do our best to find out exactly where things are and then sort of guess. And then we can make just uh, like the made up places like Jake's Bikes. We can be like, I think this is in Topanga Canyon. Just based on what it looks like outside. Or Sunland. Sunland. Like it's in one of those places off the five that's really far far up. Yes. (laughs) It's totally random. Um, So Joe arrives at Jake's Bikes and she sees it's on fire. This scene was very weird to me because initially she seems mad. <laughs> she's like mad. It's almost like she's like, "You fucking idiot! What'd you do now? You lit the shop on fire." <laughs> but then we're like, "Oh, is she scared? He's in there." Yeah. Well, she got scared. She thinks Jake is inside, and she's uh, losing it, and she can't get in because like the door handle's real hot, and it's on, <laughs> and it's on fire, and she. It doesn't look that bad from one angle. It looks kind of smoky. But then there's one door where there's a lot of flames behind. Yes. And I was like, this is the slowest fire ever. Because yeah. Amanda and Jake left many minutes, like 10 scenes ago. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, they- how long has it been? Yeah. This slow fire. It's like it had an oil rag right there. This would have gone up instantly. And there's a lot of oil in that shop. In fact, it would have gone up so fast. Jake and Amanda would have not even left the parking lot. <laughs> before it was obvious right like yeah they would have smelt something they would have been getting in her porsche and seen something too i think because it was quite obvious when joe showed up i think they would have smelled something yeah i just feel like the the flame landing directly on an oil rag would have been an almost instantaneous huge fire yeah uh it's crazy yeah but it didn't happen that way so She's losing it. She can't get in. So she breaks a window and an explosion happens. Like flames just explode out of this window. Yeah. And she's screaming and freaking out and firemen arrive. And then Jake and Amanda pull up in Amanda's Porsche and they're all like, what happened happened here? (laughs) We've only been gone an hour. It's like that fire. Okay. That's crazy too. (laughs) They've been gone an hour and that, that, building would have been up in flames like five minutes yeah after five minutes yeah i'm sorry yeah and um yeah he's like everything was fine uh yeah i'm sure you wouldn't have left if everything wasn't fine (laughs) when we left the fire was small this is crazy (laughs) (laughs) who would have guessed this is when jake is mad she's like where the hell were you right because this is the last thing you want to see the building's burned down. You're worried your boyfriend de- is dead. Then he shows up with the woman you're worried he's she's, she's trying to steal from. <laughs> yeah. Steal him from. This is bad news for Joe. The next morning, Sydney's sleeping in on the pullout couch. And Jane wakes her up. Jane wakes her up every morning. Yeah. And this is no that, wonder she hates Jane. That, <laughs> this is enough for Sydney to want to destroy Jane's life. Yeah. Just the fact that Jane has to, Jane can never just tiptoe out and go to work. Every she, day. Every day at 7 a.m. She's like, Sydney, wake up. Also, I guess she's there to help Jane, but it's like, why is Sydney here? 
<laughs> wouldn't you be like, okay, I don't need you anymore. Like, what are you doing? You just sleep and make my apartment a pigsty. Like- it's always a pigsty. Um, yeah, she, Jane tells her that the date with Sam was nice. And yeah, this is when she tells Sydney, I can't remember the last time someone listened to me. Oh, God. You know, Jane, Sydney was just like, Ugh. she's like, this she like bagged. This is yeah. sad. <laughs> At the beach house, Sydney shows up in a bra top and cutoffs. <laughs> she looks like Selena. What, who? How is she driving around? Does she have Jane's cabriolet? Because she doesn't live there. She doesn't have a car. She doesn't have a job. What car is she driving to the beach? She's taking the big blue bus. She's to taking the, beach. the big blue bus. <laughs> like how is she getting there with a lasagna on the big blue bus and a fucking bra top and cutoffs? Like what with the laundry? This none of this makes sense. We didn't even ask this question. How is she getting there? Because Jane needs the cabriolet to go to K Beacons, and it's not like Billy's still driving the cab anymore, so she can't no. just get a free ride from him. No, she's just showing up with lasagna, dressed how she's dressed on public transportation, <laughs> carrying a hot lasagna, carrying a lasagna or a basket of laundry. Because when she shows up at Michael's, it's all folded in a basket. Yeah. We don't see her pull up in a car. Also, imagine going that distance and just finding Kimberly and Michael's not even there. And then you have to get back on the bus home. (laughs) Like, that's depressing to me. I'd be so pissed. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, She she shows up. But Michael, uh, Kimberly answers the door first. And then she's like, and then Michael comes to the door and he's like, Sydney, next time call first. She's like, I just took a fucking bus <laughs> 45 minutes to get here. No, she was on the, she was on one bus for 45 minutes. Yeah. Then she took a transfer. I had to fucking trans because when you have to transfer a bus, then you're really mad. Oh. <laughs> that makes it all the more hard. Yeah. When you got, cause like you can take a bus for a long time going east, west, but when you got to go north, south, yeah. suddenly yeah. also. No, that's like a thing where you're like, this is logistically a nightmare for me. Like, how do I figure this out? This you is to get your transfer. This is the bus route that she would have had to take. So she, she would have, she would have either had to, I think she walked up to Santa Monica Boulevard. So she walked from Melrose place to Santa Monica Boulevard. And then she got on the 405 and took that the 405 bus and then took that all the way down to the beach. And then she would have had to get on another bus to go up to Malibu. So because our Michael's right. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I think Michael is right. She should have called, but not to not interrupt Kimberly and Michael just for her own sake. She shouldn't go all that way up there unless she knows Michael's alone and she can work her magic. (laughs) It's not worth it. No. Um, they, they like walk, they're walking around outside on the sand and Sydney's like, Jane had a date with Sam. And this is this, we know exactly what Sydney's doing here. Michael's mad at her. He doesn't want her there. So she's like, I'm going to drop some hot goss. Yeah. So he wants to keep me around. And if he gets his intel from me about Jane, then I have a purpose to him. Exactly. Yeah. And Michael's like, Jane is dating Sam. He's he's instantly pissed. His Italian side is coming. <laughs> he's got that hot temper. Yeah. And Sydney's like, yeah, Sam's here working on a new shopping center. 
Yeah. So that's another piece of info, important info that Sydney drops because Sydney revealed where Sam is working so that Michael will now know where to go, know where to find him. Got to find that new shopping site construction project, (laughs) (laughs) wherever that is. At D&D, Allison's on the phone talking to Joe. She's like, yeah, just deal with your boyfriend. Deal with Jake. I, I don't have time for this shit. I got, Keith killed himself. I almost got raped. I almost got I fired. about your fucking bike shop. Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Joe. She tells Amanda that Jake lost everything in the fire. And Amanda's like, oh my God. Yeah. That's terrible. Can't believe my purse did that. <laughs> she still doesn't even know she destroyed Jake's life. Yeah. She, basically. She did. Just with the flip of her purse. <laughs> Classic Amanda. <laughs> and um, Amanda says to Allison, look, I may have been hasty in my decision. I just want to give you some more time to adjust. And Amanda, is, um, Allison is immediately skeptical at this. This is what I'm talking about with Allison. It's like she can't take anything at face value at this point. Yeah. And it's like, Amanda actually is being nice here. She actually is being, even if she had to be told that, but she needed that information. It's not like there's an ulterior motive here for once. No, there's no ulterior motive. She just finally got the fucking truth and understands more, even though it's definitely like she, Allison needs to deal with it. This can't be a long-term thing, obviously. But yeah, yeah, I was like, Amanda's being nice here. And like you said, Allison is immediately suspicious of what happened. Yeah. Or what's going on. And Allison's like, what's going on? And Amanda even says, there's no ulterior motives here. And then this is where Allison realizes that Amanda must know something yes. happened. Cause she kind of starts to say like, if you, you know, this way you won't be thinking about, and then she stops. Yeah. At Jake's Bikes, Billy is there helping clean up. So it's Jake and Joe and Billy and this insurance guy who's come to do inspections to, like, inspect his claim. Right. And he's a total nerd paper pusher. Yeah. (laughs) Jake is pissed. And he's like, I failed again. My dad would probably be laughing at me right now. (laughs) If he could see. He's having this meltdown. And Joe is trying to like talk him off the ledge. And then they they get into like a little, they start bickering about money again Ugh. and the check and, and how Joe wants, Joe wants him to just get a new shop and forget it. And he's like, don't want a new shop. Like he's just being a little baby. this shop. <laughs> the one I had, Jake's bikes. They're, they're having this little squabble. And meanwhile, Billy is just silent through this whole scene. Billy doesn't say a single word. He's just, Kind He's of just lurking. there, like folding things, picking up stuff. He's just like awkwardly, like watching them bicker. At least Matt would have been like, "I'll just be over here," yeah. <laughs> or something like. He, he would have said something. Like, why even have Billy there? Um, my, Michael pulls up to the construction site where Sam is working, and he gets out of his car and storms up to Sam, and he just loses it, and he's like, "Stay away from my wife." And all the construction guys are laughing at Michael. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's literally like, you're fucking my wife. You stay away from my wife. All the construction guys are like, <laughs> look at this loser. He's getting his wife's getting fucked yeah. by our boss. <laughs> Michael Michael pulled up in his Monte Carlo, his weird car. <laughs> he <was right. laughs> he pu- pull in, stomps out. 
a lot of little guy energy. <laughs> it's like I'm a stocky little guy, and I got I'm I'm, I'm piping mad. He was piping. <laughs> he's piping mad. All of a sudden, he's super mad, screaming at some hot guy who's like way taller than him. Yeah, about fucking his wife. All the guys are like, "Yo, it's that bitch from the other day." Like they yeah, they, they know put it together. They're putting it they all put together. It together. They're like, "This guy is getting cucked." He's he's lost his he's lost his lid. He's he's te- he's in a temper tantrum. He's Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> oh my god, lose it. Just the way he stomps I'm over crying. from his car. Do you know that I'm talking yes. about that Michael Stomp? He he has some nerve, this guy. Because Michael's a tough guy, but he's no match for Sam. Sam's cool as a cucumber. Because he's cool as a cucumber. And he he's a... <laughs> you fucked my wife? Like, how do you say that in front of other guys you know are going to make fun of you? <laughs> so this is the worst part. Michael pulls back and he takes a swing at Sam, but he misses because Sam catches... Michael's fist in his hand, which is humiliating. And then he takes the he grabs <laughs> Michael's fist and he twirls him around like nothing, like nothing, and just gets him from behind and restrains Michael. Like, calm down, little guy. <laughs> it's so embarrassing because Michael's just trying to swing. It's like he's just holding him at arm's length. Yeah. It's like, go ahead, get your energy out. <laughs> Michael's humiliated and mad and he he stalks away back to the car. Back to his Monte Carlo. (laughs) This car is just so funny to me because it's so dated. It's so dated. They don't, they literally don't make those anymore. No, that was a very specific era. And then they're like, no one wants this anymore. We're done. Yeah, because they only came in like dark teal. It was also like two-tone. Yeah. His car. Yeah, (laughs) two-tone. Just like very square. It's a very boxy car. It's very boxy. Um, at Joe and Jake's, the insurance guy is over talking to them about their claim. And guess what? He thinks it was arson. Well, they got to investigate, right? So it's a possible because the, the police report was that it was like um, suspicious. Suspicious, yeah. But basically, Jake is furious because how dare someone accuse Jake You're of arson? You're accusing me of this? You talking to me? <laughs> I'm not Michael. Jake doesn't like being accused of stuff. No, he's very, this is unfair. Mm-hmm. And he, bad shit always happens to him. Yeah. He's tired of it. He's tired of it. At Shooters, Allison is the only person at the bar drinking martinis. No one orders a martini at Shooters. Unless you're an alcoholic. <laughs> Unless you're an alcoholic. She has two martinis in front of her. She's got, they got, she's still got the olives in them. Yeah. She doesn't she's not gonna fill up her stomach with olives. She also, <laughs> she also famously doesn't like olives and martinis. Oh, that's right. Remember when she said to Billy, olives belong on pizza. But I think I think that they um I think this is a continuity error. Mm. So I think the writers forgot <laughs> that they made her not like olives. Yeah, why didn't she but you know what? I don't think shooters would have an onion. I think we only got olives. Yeah. You get what you get at Shooters. Yeah. Or maybe she likes the flavoring. I don't know. Um, Billy shows up. He knows she, where to find her. But she's mad at him. She says, when did you decide to betray me? <laughs> yeah. Because he told Amanda what was really going on with her. She's figured it out. Yeah. And she said, that was my secret. <laughs> 
That was my secret, Billy. That was my secret. So what, what a weird way to say it. That was my little secret. That's not a secret. <laughs> All those things that happened were my secret. <laughs> She's so drunk. That's not. <laughs> She's so drunk that that's that's that was the way she phrased it. That's not what a secret oh is. Oh my god. She's, that act, was my secret. she's acting like um my secret is I eat bonbons in bed and watch uh court TV. That's a secret. Yeah. That's yes. a secret. Or I I snuck into a movie last night and didn't pay. Like it's a singular <laughs> thing. Right. It's not a whole concept, like a whole series of events traumatic that are super events. traumatic and probably on the news. Like, or whatever, like right. it's public information. Yeah. All this stuff is that happening to you. That was my secret. Yeah. That's my secret, Billy. You told everybody, told Amanda my secret. And um, she's like, you had no right. <laughs> she's so mad. It's like, and then she tells him I'm fine. Cause he's like, and he's like, you're not fine. You're in pain. You drink alone every night. <laughs> Look, he's on to her. Well, first he says, look at you. You're up to your eyeballs in vodka. And then he says, you drink every night and you drink alone. The way he talks about it is so childish to me. You're up to your eyeballs in vodka. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're positively, you're you're full. Look at it. It's like, he's just like, (laughs) so stupid. The way he says... You drink every night and you drink alone. It's so PSA. Yes. Yes. It's very PSA. Um, Because he's like giving the facts like alcoholics are more likely to drink alone and to drink every night. Every night and alone. That might be a sign. (laughs) Like, Um, Also, why is this the first time this conversation is coming up between them? Well, I think he gently tried to tell her if two episodes ago like lay off the booze you'll you're right. not gonna feel good if you drink all that booze right but he's seeing it in the house they live together this is yeah this is the first time he's broached the subject with her he said oh this was great she says to him um you're a psychologist and sherlock holmes oh yeah because he's figuring it all out because he's seen the empty bottles of vodka yeah he's like you need help because i found all of this evidence <laughs> i found the vodka in the trash can or whatever and she's like oh sherlock, yeah, sherlock that's a holmes. very drunk thing look at you yeah. <laughs> you're, sh- you're a psychologist now and sherlock holmes <laughs> look at you we get your clues yeah. <laughs> like she's in the drunk mode where everything's a little sarcastic and mean yeah, yeah. And, and they're just trying to help usually it's a child though but this is her boyfriend meanwhile dirty jazz jazzy saxophone is playing in the background mm. did you notice the music was like yeah yeah um billy's like allison you're sabotaging yourself yeah and he's like, I know you're hurt and angry, but you need to fight back. <laughs> so this is, imagine this is the person on your side. You're screwed. <laughs> he leaves and Allison just continues to drink. She's like, another, another one, please. <laughs> the way she pours it back is really funny yeah, to she's me. Like, she, she literally, yeah, knocks it back. She knocks <laughs> it back. The next morning, Sydney is passed out mm. in that pullout bed. Jane hears a knock at the door and answers it's sam 
He needs to talk. And we see Sydney in the background open her eyes and like look like, hmm? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's when you're like pretend you're asleep. <laughs> she's trying to pretend she's asleep. She has her eye, like one eye open and she's looking. And he's like, why did you tell Michael we were dating? And Sydney's just looking guilty as hell in the background. Yeah. And um, then Jane goes, I didn't tell him. And then she realizes, oh, I think I know what happened. And they both look over at Sydney. Yep. <laughs> that I love because even, even Sam's like, oh, yeah, I heard about her. Yeah. Like, we all know what happened. Yeah. Or I remember her from Chicago. <laughs> yeah. I remember when she used to live here. And... He's like, I'm just worried about you. Anyway, he has to go back to Chicago, but they're like, we'll keep in touch. I don't know if they will. I don't think he's coming back until season six. Yeah, as Kyle. Um, and then Jane confronts Sydney when he leaves. Yeah. Now, this is very funny because this was where Sydney was very Michael-esque. Yes. Because she immediately thinks on her feet and comes up with what another alternative. Yes, technically... I am the only person who knows that this <laughs> did happen. So you might jump to the conclusion that it was I who told. But no, she thinks quickly and she's like, well, he probably has a private eye watching your every move. Because you hired a high powered attorney yeah. and, are, and are trying to screw him over in the divorce. It was a that was a better lie than Michael's ever come up with on yeah. the spot. Because it's truly believable. It's pretty good. And yeah, he's like, who'd blame him for sending someone to spy on you? And after- you could see Jane sort of like, oh, that's a good point. I'm fucking being spied on. Right. She believes it. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the beach house, Michael can't get it up for Kimberly. <laughs> so this is the second time in one episode he's been cucked. <laughs> he's just getting humiliated left and right. So we love to see it. And he actually, of course, as Michael does... He's mean to Kimberly about it. Yeah. He's he's not like, I'm sorry, sweetie. He's mad and he's mad at her. He's, he's like, this doesn't it. happen to me. Yeah. This doesn't <laughs> <laughs> am, am I supposed to be turned on knowing there's lace under all those khakis and doctor clothes? Yeah. Like- he, <laughs> yeah. He starts um, talking shit to Kimberly about her being a doctor. He's like, it wouldn't hurt you to put in a little more effort. (laughs) (laughs) That is so brutal. Why did he say that? She's done. I was like, she's literally practically fucking you at work. What more can she do? Also, she looks like a 1940s femme fatale at all times. She's gorgeous. She's always gorgeous no matter what she's wearing she's she's impeccable yeah she's impeccable like i've never seen her look frumpy and she wears nice lingerie like when they're in bed together at home yeah it's like yes she has to wear scrubs at work she's a fucking surgeon so do you asshole yeah well you think you look fucking hot (laughs) (laughs) he probably does think he looks hot in his scrubs oh yeah i bet he like was so when he was in medical school, he was like, can't wait till I can wear scrubs. All yeah. the chicks are going to think I'm so hot. It's like a uniform, right? Yeah. Uh, no, he can't get it up because he's been emasculated by Sam and Jane, even though they didn't fuck. He doesn't know that. Right. Uh, and 
I think Kimberly is right. In a way, he still thinks Jane is his and mm-hmm. he he's in love with her. Yeah. And Jane really, I think he is the classic guy who's like, Jane is my little perfect angel wife. And then I have my whore, Kimberly. Yes. <laughs> like, that's what he wants. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. At the hospital, Matt helped Katya out. She thanks him. And to thank him further, she wants to make him dinner a traditional Russian dinner. And he says, okay. And she says, great, it's a date. And he's like, oh, a date. Yeah, she like kisses him on the cheek. And now he's like, oh shit. She thinks I'm straight. Right? That's the end of that scene. Allison and Billy are walking on the beach. He apologizes for last night. This is a very like sweet scene between them. She's feeling better. She's like a hundred percent better. She's like so much better. It's like, it's like night and day. She's light on her feet. She's all happy and smiling. Yeah. She doesn't have a hangover. I think she did cocaine before this. She, she, she actually is, looks glowing. Cause she has no hangover. No. Um, and Billy's like, Keith is gone. You're free. You're free. He's dead. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best. That's what he says. <laughs> Um, and Allison's like, it's not that simple, Billy. Cause of course now she has to have a complaint. Yeah. It can't just be a nice moment. Billy, come Billy. on, you fucking idiot. She's like, he made me <laughs> doubt my ability and my judgment, but he couldn't take away what I feel for you. And she just misses how their lives were before. And she realizes she has to make some changes. And she tells Billy, I got to stop drinking. And he's like, well, I'm not going anywhere. And then they kiss. <laughs> Can't get rid of me. I'm that, like Keith. <laughs> <laughs> that night, Joe is reading a book and Jake comes home and he's like, well, I just watched my shop get demolished. Ugh, I hate this version of Jake. I do too. I don't like it. And she, Joe is like, I was just working. And Jake's like, that's not true. Because <laughs> she was like reading a book. I don't know why he cares. What would well, she be working? Where that came from, except for he's just pissed and lashing out, maybe? He must have just been lashing out because, like, dude, she's reading a book in her own home, but she's like, oh, she's like, oh, I've just been working. Well, that's not true. Yeah, it was out of nowhere. I was like, okay, Jake, calm down. And Joe's like, what's going on? And she's confused. And then, um, oh, Joe is, Joe doesn't say what's going on. Jake says what's going on. Anyway, Joe thinks Jake started the fire. What happens is she gets a call or a report about the fire. Yes. That it was start like, that is like leaning towards arson or something. Yeah. Okay. I cannot believe that joe thinks jake started the fire (laughs) yeah that is crazy to me and the minute she started acting like because he's like they think i did it and she's like oh well i don't know i'm confused right it's like you think jake started the fire you fucking crazy yeah how does like if i was jake i was like bye i will not recover from this right like one thing we know about jake he would never scam do a scam like this. Never. He would never fucking do it. He won't do it. This is not in his character. At all. I and mean, like the fact that his girlfriend 
is like, maybe it's devastating. That is crazy coming from Joe. Like, why would she think this? I don't understand. It's not just that Jake wouldn't do a scam like this. It's that he would never destroy what he considers his baby. Like this. Oh, totally. He has so much emotional attachment to it. It's something he really wanted to prove himself with. And this, even if he gets an insurance claim, uh, that's still a failure to him. Like, it doesn't right. matter. like Because even if he could resurrect, like Joe said, start a new shop, it's like, no, it's this shop. This is my shop. Right. It's destroyed. It's a part of me. Also, like when it was destroyed, it wasn't a thriving business. Right. Maybe that would be more acceptable. Like, oh, it was thriving and I have to take this money and restart a new shop. Uh, because it was sort of not successful, I think it makes it seem still a failure. Like he couldn't prove himself. Like he didn't get a chance because it wasn't open for that long. No, he was just starting to get going. Yeah. Uh, so I just find it outrageous that she thinks he started it. And that is just a, that's, that's a deal breaker. Right. I think. Right. Personally. And I'm sure Jake feels the same way. Instead of her being outraged that this guy would suggest that she, she, she insinuates to him that maybe did you? Also, he's the one who didn't want to cheat on the taxes. She's the one who wanted, she's the one who would do an insurance for more than Jake. Like Joe, see, Joe is not above doing uh, financial fraud. No, she's like, fuck it, the insurance companies. We paid into it. Like yeah. whatever, like, yeah. which is like, fine. I don't really care, but don't blame Jake. He, he'll, he will literally cut off his fucking hand despite his nose. Like, yeah, he, he will never do what's easier. It's always about the principle of the thing. That's why he hasn't taken the modeling job. Stupidly. He literally won't even take a modeling job because of principle. You think he's going to do this? Right. He'll take the modeling job first. <laughs> like, uh, Which is funny because it's like also this modeling job is I don't remember what happens, but it's like the same price as what he owed or whatever. Yeah. And it's just so frustrating. So does he ever take it? I, can't I don't remember. remember. I don't remember. Um, but I mean, I do know what happens in other areas, but yeah, I'm outraged at Joe. I literally was furious. I'm excited for Jake's eventual business that he, that makes the most sense. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yes. Um, no, I was outraged. Joe blew it. She's done. That, that, that couple's not going nowhere. Well, now it opens the door for Amanda. Yeah. She'll be right. She'll sweep right in. And she'll be like, Jake, I would have never believed you did that. No, I support. I know you're a man of honor and integrity and he's going to eat it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, that's it. We will see you all next week for episodes five and six. Bye. Bye.